nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Welcome to today's show. Today we are looking at feedback strategies for an engaging classroom. We are looking at it from the perspective of a teacher learning relationship. It promises to be an interesting show. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. SteveWoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit SteveWoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk here at Witherslack Group, we are celebrating the launch of our new Luxborough Court School in Chigwell, Essex, with a very special one-day autism conference titled Enabling Inspirational Education. Taking place on Wednesday the 29th of June from 10am at Luxborough Court School, our event is dedicated to providing practical advice to education professionals working with neurodiverse children and young people. 
The event is free to attend and presentations on the day will focus on creating cultures of aspiration and excellence, supporting the emotional well-being of pupils, autism-friendly classrooms and managing challenging behaviour. So, whether you're looking to add to your extensive understanding or are new to SEN and wanting to build your knowledge, our conference will offer an amazing opportunity to engage with experts and network with colleagues from across the sector. Don't miss your chance to claim your free ticket and we hope you can join us for what's sure to be a fantastic day. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash events to register or contact events at withaslackgroup.co.uk for more information. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. A food strategy white paper is to be unveiled by Boris Johnson this week. The Prime Minister has been criticised for ignoring suggestions made by his food czar, Henry Dimbleby. At the moment, most children in year three and above do not qualify for free school meals if their household income from work is more than £7,400 a year. Mr Dimbleby suggested either extending this to all children in households receiving universal credit or raising the income threshold to £20,000. Neither of these ideas has been included. According to campaigners Feeding Britain, extending eligibility would have benefited thousands of children. A government source has told the Mirror, we're very clear we will continue to keep free school meals eligibility under review. In Scotland, the Liberal Democrats are challenging the Scottish Government over whether a promise to recruit more nursery teachers to work in the most deprived communities has been binned. In January 2017, Nicola Sturgeon, First Minister, committed that an extra 435 graduates would be in place in nurseries by 2018, at the time insisting the move was absolutely crucial to tackling the attainment gap. Liberal Democrat education spokesman Willie Rennie said more than 100 nurseries in the most deprived communities in Scotland don't have the extra nursery teacher Nicola Sturgeon personally promised would arrive in 2018. Astonishingly, at the current rate of progress, it's going to take another 10 years for the SNP to meet what was a one-year target. Nicola Sturgeon promising education would be her number one priority feels like an awfully long time ago for children and parents. They are being taken for a ride. They deserve to know if the nursery staffing target will ever be met, or if it has been binned too. Children's Minister Claire Hoy said, Since 2017, the early learning and childcare workforce has expanded massively, with graduate ELC staff increasing by more than half. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week's Two Minute Tech is in response to a Twitter post from Tom HB asking what makes a good multiple choice question. I'm not here to discuss the research behind questioning, you can do that on his show, but I can give you some tech that makes a good multiple choice question. Here I celebrate the beauty of tech and all the positives that we can gain. Did you know a lot of multi choice question builders will give you data? It is down to you to decide if the data is useful, however, the data is automatically generated so you don't have to do any marking. Data can be exported and added to a spreadsheet for quick comparison. Electronic multi-choice questions can be shared easily. They work across multiple devices and can be reused or tweaked in future activities. Individual question feedback is available on the individual or the cohort. Everyone has their favourites. Some allow live synchronous participation. Others are asynchronous and can be done at any time. Kahoot is an example of this. Well known by teachers and it gives both of these options and has a bank of pre-made questions from its large community. The quiz platform you choose will depend on the required outcome. Do you want a quick poll during a presentation? Then iSpring will embed into a PowerPoint or a link to Mentimeter will let you get live feedback. Do you want to ensure knowledge is remembered through repetition? Then create a Google or Microsoft form, call it a breakout room and set it to go back to the beginning every time a question is answered incorrectly. This will force the correct answers to be entered to complete the room. And you will be the cool teacher that's down with the kids knowing what a breakout room is. Put simply, Electronic quizzes can be great if you use one that suits your topic. Why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022 and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
so and today i will be the only one in the studio but it still promises to be an engaging experience remember that while you're listening to this show you can leave a comment or you can text in live as the show goes on so first of all let me start by asking this question to this set of teachers why are you always afraid of a feedback why are you always afraid of a feedback why are you always shying away or running away from feedbacks feedbacks are crucial to your development feedbacks are crucial to your growth as a teacher feedbacks make you accountable feedback helps you to know um, to monitor your progress and then feedbacks help you to see your progress from different angles aside your own your own view especially when it is coming from your learners who are your your direct clients in this case and so in the show today i will be sharing with you some of the feedbacks that i use and i am still using and has been working for me tremendously and i have fully integrated in my class such that when i forget to even uh, carry out these feedback exercises my learners will not let me rest you know like nigerians will say they will not let me hear word meaning that they'll keep reminding me that they have not engaged in this particular activity because to them they are engaging in a learning activity they are not uh, they don't see it as as a feedback exercise so they are so innocent how do i put it they don't see it as an obligation so there's they they innocently and sincerely give me their feedbacks and then i use it to improve their learning and the learning experiences that i design with them and for them so uh that's one of the reasons why you should never shy away from a feedback that's one of the reasons why you should never be afraid of establishing a feedback structure in your class if you and you don't have to be a perfect teacher you don't have to be an excellent teacher you don't have to be an expert teacher to to establish a feedback structure feedbacks are not meant for um um perfect teachers they are meant for teachers who are ever learning teachers who want to keep getting better to make learning better and easier for their students so to start with i use games yes i use games to get feedback from my students so indirectly as they play the game i am getting a feedback on their overall understanding of the lesson or the learning experience that they have or the the learning activity that they have just experienced that they have just engaged in so i i gamify some part of the learning experience and then as they play the game i am 
I am looking at their reactions. This is sort of indirect feedback. I'm looking at their reactions. I'm looking at their side comments. You know, I'm, I'm taking note of their side comments. I'm taking note of their complaints, you know, as they play the game. So I'm, I'm noting them down so that I can implement them in um, subsequent learning activities to make it better. So, for instance, I'm going to explain that. For instance, after teaching um, tenses, I realized that my learners were so um they were finding it so difficult to understand tenses because of this mother tongue interference so you know they are they are second language um, learners secondary uh, uh, learners so they they find it difficult to use the right tense so their sentences are always you know you need to wear a bulletproof to ensure that their sentences don't, you know, shoot you down or going you down. And it's usually because of the, ten the kind of tenses they used. So what did I do? I gamified the way they learn to use their tenses. So I created this game that I was inspired by one of the people I follow on Instagram. I can't remember the name, the exact handle at this point. But I saw the game and I realized that okay this is a game played with um, native speakers how can i localize this and um, use it to help my learners learn better so it it goes like this and i really hope that i can explain it well enough for you to practice it in your class and then localize it to suit your learners so to suit your learners so uh i get four learners at a time four learners at a time play the game so they they are made to raise their hands their both hands up and uh, an object is placed in front of them two objects uh, are placed in front of them remember we have four learners playing the game at a time then they raise their hands up two objects are placed in front of them and um and then we choose a tent at a particular round of the game. So let's say the first round is um, um, past tense. So we make sentences from the group, from the class. You can see that I'm not just engaging the four learners, I'm engaging the whole class. So we make sentences, somebody from the class makes a sentence uh, that... Uh, that is not in the correct sense and so the moment the learner makes the uh, correct the sentence in the correct tense the first learner out of the four to pick the object you know there are just two objects so the first learner to pick the object and the second learner to pick the second object would make it to the next round until there until we have the last person standing so i'm going to take that explanation again so we have four learners with two objects and there's a tense that will be used to play the game for each round so the first the uh, for each round and then the entire class will be the one to give sentences in different tenses the moment a, a, a member of the class gives a sentence in the tense being played for that round 
the first two learners to pick the two objects make it to the next round and then the next round we remove one object so we have one object and then two learners then we go around we take another tense again and then the moment the learners the learners playing the game hear any sentence in that particular tense that is being played for that round the first person to pick the object will be the last learner standing so this way Imagine that we are doing past tense in the first round and two, two members of the class have already said the sentence in past tense and yet the, the learners are not picking any object. It means that they've not, they don't understand or they've, they've not been able to identify or um, differentiate between the tenses. So I know what tends to revisit. That way I've gotten a, a, a sort of feedback from them. But we are playing games. So that's one way I use games to get feedbacks. Another thing I use is arts, creative art, drawing, you know, creating creating things, creating um crafts. So how do how do I do this? So most times I use this as um, a way of getting feedback on my my own classroom behavior, the way the learners see me, the way um, the way uh, my I behave in the class. You know my my looks, my my tone. You know if am I if I am approachable. You know, the way I relate with them. I use this to get feedback on relationship. And it's very important that you're not just focused on getting feedbacks based on the lesson. Remember that apart from the lesson, you as a person, you you also you, you also influence the learners. So it would be a great idea to get feedbacks from them about you about your person about your personality in the classroom so i use this to get feedbacks um about me about my behavior about the way i react or respond to them in the classroom and not just about the subject or the topic now so how do i go about this i asked questions and i i like to make this anonymous although sometimes i make it um I don't I do not make it anonymous but most times I use it I make it anonymous and I I usually carry this out either mid uh, mid term or at the end of the term so straight to it I know some of you are already having itching ears to to hear how, how I go about it so I ask questions like draw a picture of how I make you feel how Mrs. Shemi makes you feel, how Bisayo makes you feel in the classroom whenever she's teaching. Draw a picture that that depicts or describes or shows. I know at first the learners would be like, oh, I don't know what to draw, I don't understand, and this and that and that. So what do I do? I explain using something else. So I say, draw a picture of what your mother means to you. And some of them will say, oh, I think I'll draw a flower. I think I'll draw a house. She makes sure that I am, um, I always have a home to come back to, no matter what I do. I say, okay, so great. Now, draw a picture 
of anything that describes or shows the way uh, makes you feel when she's teaching you in the class and you see them they start drawing sometimes i give them a, I, give, I allow them go home to create something i'll tell them create something that that um, depicts how you feel whenever you are in english studies class so now it's not even about me now it's about how the subject makes them feel so i use this to get i use creative arts to get feedbacks for my learners based on um, about their feelings and not just their understanding now this is very important in a 21st century classroom because we must understand that the learner is a person is a human and not a machine trying to understand a topic or trying to understand a subject so um it's something that you can adopt and remember don't don't expect it to to just be welcomed automatically by your learner especially when it's something that you don't do you've not been doing so expect some form of um um unwillingness from them but with, with consistency and you know and a subtle approach they'll get used to it and they would even be the one requesting for it i mentioned earlier that i use this creative art style um, at the middle of the term after they done their um, first continuous assessment uh, test i use this as uh, at the mid-term just before the open day and then i also use it as at the end of the term because sometimes at the end of the day some of them might not even come back so you don't know if it's that feedback that would even you know speak to their mind speak to their feelings to make them have a rethink of coming back to school you'll be shocked that the way some of these learners will open up to you just um, by allowing them giving them a platform for feedback and then i must also say that whenever you want to get feedback from them you don't necessarily have to give it to them like it's an obligation or an exam because they will not be sincere you have to make them you have to give it to them without with them not necessarily um knowing that this is it so they don't give you feedback because they want to be on your good side I've experienced that at first, and I realized that it wasn't making sense. Everybody was just saying good, good things, nice, nice things, even the ones that I know that I've not been so nice to. So I changed the old, the old strategy, and I make them speak their minds without even realizing it. So at sites, um, getting feedback on them, you're also teaching them how to express their feelings in the most non-violent way and sincere way so another thing i use is um, leveraging on edtech tools like um, microsoft forms google forms and quizzes so when i when i um, create an assessment of maybe um, concerning the particular topic that i've just taught especially when i know that the topic was um, took a long time for them to assimilate i make sure that there's a rating in one of the questions i use i make one of the question forms a rating of the lesson so i ask them to rate me rate the the teaching the way i taught them and also rate their 
their, their, their level of love for that particular topic if they would like the topic to be taught again so i use that i embed that in my um online tools so what i do is when it when it's quizzes i just create generate the quiz and then give out a code for them to engage in these ones i don't have to be there and sometimes i even tell them not to um, put in their names so it says anonymous and if they, they would not be afraid of giving me a one star rating another form of feedback i use is through chat just uh, uh, a face-to-face -face chat with them this time around sometimes i do it in the classroom just after the class you know i sit in their midst and do a sort of round table discussion with them and i ask them what is the worst topic that you you um, are your or the topic that is your least favorite so far and they start talking and i ask them why oh this that that you see them they start discussing with you I also ask them what is your most favorite topic so far and then they they start discussing with you this time around there's no particular attack on your style or your teaching method they're just expressing themselves and while they are doing this make sure to take notes sometimes i even do a video recording so i can play look at the expression on their face smile you know so i'm not so um, tensed up when i'm reviewing their their feedbacks then i also use um whatsapp chats sometimes i use this with the, the learner or even with the parents so this way i get the parents involved and i i get to chat with the parents about the students behavior you know towards academic work at home like assignments projects and all then i also make use of anonymous feedback this way this one I make I make it direct and I use it most times at the end of the term. So I what I do is I I ask them a series of feedback questions that requires them to write at length and I tell them not to include their names. And um I gather I tell them to write it on a piece of paper and I gather the pieces of paper and I read them bring out some things that I need to uh, to implement the things that it's possible for me to implement in subsequent lesson plans so that they can improve their lessons now now that I've mentioned all these feedback strategies that I used is there anyone that you can relate with is there anyone that is similar to what you have used is there anyone that that has not been mentioned yet that you have been using please share with me I'd love to learn from you too and um, let's move on to talking about some of the benefits of establishing a feedback structure now if you are just joining us you are live with later with Adewale on the drive home show um, live from Lagos Nigeria so we're looking now now we're looking at the benefits of establishing a feedback structure in your classroom and uh, the first one that i'd like to talk about is giving you a sense of 
being appreciated, a sense of being of a sense of recognition, you know, of your hard work. So of your efforts, you know, of the kind of the positive energy that you bring to the class. Because it's very easy as a as a teacher to get to get um to drown yourself in so much hard work and so much effort that you forget that feedback can actually help you refuel and so you become exhausted. So when you have a feedback structure that works for you uh in your classroom, it builds your your sense of um fulfillment, your sense of your sense of being honored, your sense of being recognized for those efforts, those efforts that you think it's not working, those efforts that you feel like, oh, I tried this out in class today. I don't even know if it's if it makes sense to my learners, you know. I I try to address so 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 and so in the class today and I don't even know if it makes sense, you know. So you're not just pouring you're not just throwing your nets into the sea without knowing if you're making if you're throwing it properly or not or if you are catching fishes or not. So this way you it's it will build that sense of of recognition, sense of fulfillment, sense of of self actualization. So take for instance you 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 started using um a form of instructional material, you started using drama to teach English in class. So for 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 difficult lessons you try to integrate drama in your lesson plans to know if it helps um to see if it can help your learners uh, understand that particular topic better and maybe while whenever you're implementing that you see other teachers passing by complaining that your class is not organized your class is not coordinated your class they're always laughing and joking around you know it's easy to get um you know you keep listening to listening to all these um, bad comments and um, you don't even know if there's a particular student that it is because of that dramatization that you're using in class that the student is beginning to love english you know as a language as a as a subject and as as a class you know you don't even know if that's the reason why some of your some of your learners would always want to come to school especially if you are teaching in a public school you don't know if even in a private school you don't know if that's one of the reasons why some of your learners look up to school because of what you do in the english class but if you don't establish a feedback strategy there's no way you would hear from your learners there's no way you would hear from them and trust me it is so heartwarming to hear directly from your learners how you make them feel in class how the subject you are teaching makes them feel so um we've established that uh, one of the benefits of a feed of establishing a feedback structure is that it builds your sense of being valued being honored you know being appreciated being recognized it builds your sense of being fulfilled now it also a feedback structure also builds self-awareness now what do i mean by self-awareness 
feedbacks make you conscious of your actions and makes you um makes you aware that your actions have some form of impact or influence on your learners so you are conscious of what you should do and what should you not what you should not do what you should avoid you know in class so some of the sometimes when you overreact or when you do something that doesn't speak well of you as a teacher unconsciously feedbacks from your learners is what will remind you that oh on this day at this lesson you reacted this way and it, it didn't go down well with me you know there are sometimes that we say things and we do things unconsciously and it affects our learners negatively it is through feedbacks that you get to realize this and you get to work on yourself now another benefit of establishing a feedback structure is that you are indirectly establishing a motivation structure what do i mean by that you have established a system um, between you and your learners that will always motivate you you know so because you keep hearing from your learners you are motivated to want to do more you are because you can see your level of progress you can see your level of impact and you are aware of your level of impact on on your learners you are motivated to want to come to work the next day you are motivated to want to um try out something new even despite the frustrating challenges so when there's no feedback you find it difficult to be motivated because you are not hearing from those receiving your actions directly and which in this case they are your learners so if you want to be motivated or if you want if you go out there and research about um highly motivated teachers they have a feedback structure they have a way that they listen back um from their learners they listen to their learners they listen to their and uh, to the parents and some of the feedbacks they get motivates them to want to do more motivates them to want to try out a new idea or a new teaching style or a new edtech tool so going on as a teacher we keep emphasizing the importance of continuous learning you know it is often said that a teacher who stops learning is not different from a stagnant pool and so feedback is one of the ways that you can um ensure that you are continuously learning feedback helps you to be on your toes and ensures helps you to ensure that you are up to date with the latest development in the profession so uh because this way you are up to date with your learners challenges when you establish a feedback structure you get to uh engage more with your learners based on their challenges and because you want to help them with their learning challenges you are pushed to or you are motivated you are self directed to go out there and learn about how these 
challenges can be addressed, how these challenges can be managed, how you can come in to facilitate learning for these learners that gives giving you feedbacks. Remember that feedback is never an attack on your personality or your teaching style or anything. So you shouldn't take feedbacks personally. And that's, that brings us to this section of the show where we talk about how do you respond to feedbacks. You know, I've seen teachers respond terribly to feedbacks like the end of the world has come. And I think it's because they always expect positive feedbacks. Why should you always expect positive feedbacks? You're not perfect. There's always room for improvement. So the moment you have established in your mind that the feedback will always be positive, the moment you get a negative feedback, your reaction will definitely not be good because you won't be listening to that feedback. Instead, you'll be looking out for what you expect to hear, not what you need to hear. I'll take that again. You'll be looking out for what you expect to hear, not what you need to hear, what you need to learn from. So expect both positive and negative feedbacks. In fact, it is the why the positive feedbacks encourage you to continue. The, ne- the negative feedbacks encourages you to improve to improve it's the negative ones that encourage you to improve and sometimes the negative the negative feedbacks might be constructive and sometimes they might not be they might come in form of a uh, they might they might not be constructive but then you need to be able to develop a tough skin to take it all in and use it to improve on yourself however if these negative feedbacks keeps coming in in a derogatory way that it begins to affect your mental health begins to affect your mental peace and it begins to make the work environment toxic for you it is okay to walk away i would not stop saying this it is okay to walk away you live to fight another day so going on how do you respond to feedbacks first of all before you even get these feedbacks, stop expecting positive feedbacks only. That is why teachers keep overreacting to feedbacks. Stop expecting positive feedbacks only. And at the same time, stop expecting negative feedbacks only. Who told you you are not doing well? Who told you you are not doing something amazing? Who told you that there is nothing special about what you are doing to so, to um, to some learners out there in your class so stop expecting positive feedback stop stop expecting negative feedback only expect both expect feedbacks to come from different angles even angles um, and areas that you have never even noticed sometimes the feedback can even come come uh, and and uh, it will be addressing the way you look your appearance do you understand so that's first thing first and then another important important thing to do when you're responding to feedback is that you need to be an active listener you know emotional intelligence is a 21st century skill that cannot be overemphasized you need to be an active listener so listen listen actually listen i wish i could i can explain listen in the word itself Listen and not just hear. Listen to what 
um, this learner is saying to you in the feedback. Don't just read what Elena has said and laugh or, you know, giggle or even read it out to the entire uh, uh, teachers in the staff room. Well, I'm, I'm kind of guilty of that anyway, because sometimes when the feedback is so sweet, I, out of excitement, I just stand up from my, from my seat and read it out so everyone in the staff room and I get the oh oh nice you know and uh, I think I'm going to stop doing that sometimes I do it out of excitement and sometimes I do it to encourage other teachers in the staff room so uh, teachers don't don't get feedback from students just to now come out to the class and to the staff room and begin to read it to everybody I remember the uh, my first my first um posting in the in public school i i got feedback from elena and um the elena was asking a very very personal and offensive question i think the elena asked if i was a virgin or so you know <laughs> um public school teachers can relate i don't know uh, I don't know if every school teacher has experienced this. I, I really don't know. But it, <laughs> it was so annoying that I just found myself reading it out. But thank God the feedback was anonymous. So I didn't know who the learner was. And I didn't have to tell. I didn't know what that teacher knew the learner was. But I just read it out. Oh, can you imagine? Look at what this. Um, just because I gave this learners the opportunity to give me to give me a feedback look at the silly question that this learner is asking me so um um don't cultivate the habit of reading out feedbacks because to tell all the teachers in the staff room because the moment your learners discover that this is what you do they will always want to they'll stop being sincere with their feedbacks and they'll always want to give you a positive feedbacks then then you both be deceiving um each other so um moving on how do you respond to feedbacks we have said that you should be an active listener listen don't um share an anonymous feedback you know in the staff room and um don't take feedbacks too personally stop expecting um positive feedbacks only or negative feedbacks only now moving on whether you receive a positive feedback or a, neg or a negative feedback, appreciate that feedback. When you are done, when the learner is done, especially when it's a face-to-face -face feedback, as soon as the learner is done telling you exactly how he or she feels about the lesson or about you as is or a teacher, say thank you. Yes, say thank you. Thank you for that feedback. I would look into it, I would work on it, I would, you know, give an assurance that you actually listened. So when next you receive a feedback from your learner, say thank you for that feedback. Appreciate that feedback, yes, because it's going to inspire the learner to give you another sincere feedback next time. And you're also teaching the learner good manners, yes. So appreciate the feedback.
make sure you appreciate the feedback make sure you acknowledge the feedback and appreciate the feedback say thank you for that feedback another thing you should do another way of responding to a feedback is make sure that you use it for reflection you know you can reflective teaching cannot be overemphasized make sure that you you reflect on that feedback it is while you are reflecting on the feedback that you begin to draw up action plans that you're going to take just like i expect you to you know review yourself as you are listening to this show and also draw up action plans that you're going to take you know actual steps that you're going to take in order to establish a feedback structure don't listen to the show to copy you know or to do exactly um to practice the exact same feedbacks but reflect on what you have heard and then think of how you can localize this information that you have heard to suit your environment to to suit your own context you know in terms of your kind of learners where they are from kind of the the subject you teach you know your your learning environment and the like so Use use feedbacks for reflective teaching. Don't just use feedbacks to um, for the sake of feedbacks or so that you can say that yes, I get feedback from my learners. Use feedbacks for reflective teaching. Use it to reflect on or and and make sure that at the end of the day you are asking yourself, what could I have done better? From this feedback now, what could I have done better? It's from answering that question that that's that is your first step the the first step to take to begin to improve on yourself as a teacher now another important um thing to do when responding to feedback is ask questions now when you are asking questions make sure that you are not getting defensive especially when it is a negative feedback so elena tells you that you the the conclusion or the assignment that you designed for a particular lesson and the the learner does not find it relevant or the learner finds it seemingly complex don't get defensive don't get insultive because you're the teacher instead ask questions ask questions and don't use questions to answer questions instead when the learner asks a question answer and then you ask your own question ask questions ask for that questions if you need to be clarified ask for that questions don't don't respond to feedbacks in denial so don't try to be defensive because you establish the feedback in the first place in uh, with an open mind so don't try to be be defensive in a bit to to show yourself as you, you know what you are doing. No, so have an open mind. When you establish that um, feedback structure, and then you get a negative feedback, don't respond in a defensive manner. Have an open mind, and then uh, ask questions, especially when maybe the feedback shows that the learner has misunderstood the a particular action that you took, or the learner has misunderstood the assignment. All you need to do is ask further questions. So that way it helps you to clarify issues. And you know you don't just become unnecessarily defensive or insultive 
and you scare the learner away from giving you any of such um, kind of feedbacks uh, later on. Now, I believe you have been able to uh, pick something, something new or something interesting that you'd like to practice in relation to feedbacks. Now, let's look at some inspirational quotes about feedbacks that would inspire you to actually go on and to establish a feedback structure, not just in the classroom, in every other um, activity or project that you carry out. Now, let's look at this from Stephen Levitt. He says, the key to learning is feedback. It is nearly impossible to learn anything without feedback. The key to learning is feedback. It is nearly impossible to learn anything without feedback. Stephen Levitt. You see, because remember that I mentioned that feedback is a tool for continuous learning. So as you receive feedback, you see rooms for improvement. You see reasons and areas that you need to learn more. And Marie Hoktalin, I hope I've pronounced that right, says that feedback is is a free education to excellence. Seek it with sincerity, receive it with grace. I'll take that again. Feedback is a free education to excellence. Seek it with in sincerity and receive it with grace. Talking about seeking feedback with sincerity. You should seek feedback with an open mind. So that's why you will not get defensive and you will not always expect a negative feedback from someone you think does not like you. And you will not always expect a positive feedback from someone you think likes you. So the day this person, the, your favorite learner per se, and gives you a negative feedback, then you get defensive. So you can see that they are all connected. So seek it with sincerity, receive it with grace, receive it with a listening ear, receive it with appreciation, say thank you, and actually listen. Ask questions when you are not clear, because feedback is like a free guide, a free bonus, a free voucher to become excellent at whatever you do. Now, when, whenever you are also giving out feedback to your learners, because feedback should not be a one-way thing, remember that when you are giving out feedback to your learners, make sure that your feedback is kind, make sure that it is helpful and it is specific. I'll take that again. Make sure that your feedback is kind, make sure that it is helpful and make sure that it is specific. Accepting feedback leads to mastery. You want to be an expert teacher. You want to be a master teacher. You should be ready to accept feedback. And do not let negative feedbacks make you bitter. Instead, they should make you better. And finally, I would end with this quote. Good feedback is the key to improvement. Now, I'm not saying positive or negative. I'm saying good feedback, a feedback that is helpful, that is specific, 
and that is constructive. This feedback is a good feedback and it is key to improvement. Remember to seek it with sincerity and accept it with grace. Thank you so much for listening so far. Remember that you can listen back if you want to grasp more on some of the strategies that I shared at the beginning of the show. Let me know if you if you practice any of the things shared on this show and let me know how it how it um, works for you. I'd love to hear from you. Remember that when you are listening back, you can leave a comment and I will reply as soon as possible. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. SteveWoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit SteveWoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1360 £60 in bursary. Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at stevewoods.co.uk. Here at Witherslack Group, we are celebrating the launch of our new Luxborough Court School in Chigwell, Essex, with a very special one-day autism conference titled Enabling Inspirational Education. Taking place on Wednesday the 29th of June from 10am at Luxborough Court School, our event is dedicated to providing practical advice to education professionals working with neurodiverse children and young people. The event is free to attend and presentations on the day will focus on creating cultures of aspiration and excellence, supporting the emotional well-being of pupils, autism-friendly classrooms and managing challenging behaviour. So, whether you're looking to add to your extensive understanding or are new to SEN and wanting to build your knowledge, our conference will offer an amazing opportunity to engage with experts and network with colleagues from across the sector. Don't miss your chance to claim your free ticket and we hope you can join us for what's sure to be a fantastic day. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash events to register or contact events at withaslackgroup.co.uk for more information. 
This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. A food strategy white paper is to be unveiled by Boris Johnson this week. The Prime Minister has been criticised for ignoring suggestions made by his food czar, Henry Dimbleby. At the moment, most children in year three and above do not qualify for free school meals if their household income from work is more than £7,400 a year. Mr Dimbleby suggested either extending this to all children in households receiving universal credit or raising the income threshold to £20,000. Neither of these ideas has been included. According to campaigners Feeding Britain, extending eligibility would have benefited thousands of children. A government source has told the Mirror, we're very clear we will continue to keep free school meals eligibility under review. In Scotland, the Liberal Democrats are challenging the Scottish Government over whether a promise to recruit more nursery teachers to work in the most deprived communities has been binned. In January 2017, Nicola Sturgeon, First Minister, committed that an extra 435 graduates would be in place in nurseries by 2018, at the time insisting the move was absolutely crucial to tackling the attainment gap. Liberal Democrat education spokesman Willie Rennie said more than 100 nurseries in the most deprived communities in Scotland don't have the extra nursery teacher Nicola Sturgeon personally promised would arrive in 2018. Astonishingly, at the current rate of progress, it's going to take another 10 years for the SNP to meet what was a one-year target. Nicola Sturgeon promising education would be her number one priority feels like an awfully long time ago for children and parents. They are being taken for a ride. They deserve to know if the nursery staffing target will ever be met, or if it has been binned too. Children's Minister Claire Hoy said, Since 2017, the early learning and childcare workforce has expanded massively, with graduate ELC staff increasing by more than half. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week's Two Minute Tech is in response to a Twitter post from Tom HB asking what makes a good multiple choice question. I'm not here to discuss the research behind questioning, you can do that on his show, but I can give you some tech that makes a good multiple choice question. Here I celebrate the beauty of tech and all the positives that we can gain. Did you know a lot of multi choice question builders will give you data? It is down to you to decide if the data is useful, however, the data is automatically generated so you don't have to do any marking. Data can be exported and added to a spreadsheet for quick comparison. Electronic multi-choice questions can be shared easily, they work across multiple devices and can be reused or tweaked in future activities. Individual question feedback is available on the individual or the cohort. 
Everyone has their favourites. Some allow live synchronous participation, others are asynchronous and can be done at any time. Kahoot is an example of this. Well known by teachers and it gives both of these options and has a bank of pre-made questions from its large community. The quiz platform you choose will depend on the required outcome. Do you want a quick poll during a presentation? Then iSpring will embed into a PowerPoint or a link to Mentimeter will let you get live feedback. Do you want to ensure knowledge is remembered through repetition? Then create a Google or Microsoft form, call it a breakout room and set it to go back to the beginning every time a question is answered incorrectly. This will force the correct answers to be entered to complete the room. And you will be the cool teacher that's down with the kids knowing what a breakout room is. Put simply, electronic quizzes can be great if you use one that suits your topic. Why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022 and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.